This is The Leadoff from Front Office Sports. The Leadoff is powered by NetSuite. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast, and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. What does that mean for margins? But not every business is in the dark. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash frontoffice right now. netsuite.com slash frontoffice. netsuite.com slash frontoffice. It's Friday, August 26th. I'm Owen Poindexter, senior writer for Front Office Sports. Here's what we're following in the business of sports. Ted Leonsis and Carlisle Group co-founder David Rubenstein are considering a bid for the Washington Nationals, but they also have a neighboring team on their radar. The two have reportedly told people connected to the Baltimore Orioles that they would consider bidding if the team became available. While the Nationals are likely to be sold at some point, the Orioles' situation is cloudier. In June, Louis Angelos sued his brother, Orioles chairman and CEO John Angelos, and their mother, Georgia Angelos, alleging that John blocked a plan to sell the team. Louis' attorneys stated that the brother's ailing father, Peter Angelos, established a trust through which Louis and John would share equally in the management and inheritance of all family assets, but John has been working to gain full control over the team. Georgia's legal filings show that she retained Goldman Sachs and Jones Day to provide services related to a planned sale. In March, Forbes valued the Nationals at $2 billion and the Orioles at $1.4 billion. Now to tennis. Roger Federer is the world's highest-paid tennis player for the 17th year in a row, despite not making a single dime on the court over the last year. Federer hasn't played a competitive match in nearly 14 months, but the Swiss athlete has still banked $90 million in off-court earnings. That puts him ahead of the world's other top tennis stars by more than $30 million and makes him the only player in the top 10 to earn solely from off-court opportunities. Naomi Osaka made her way to second on Forbes' list, bringing in $1.2 million on the court and $55 million off. She's followed by Serena Williams with $35.1 million, Rafael Nadal with $31.4 million, and Novak Djokovic with $27.1 million. Together, the top 10 made an estimated $316 million, just short of last year's $320 million, but a significant decline from 2020's $343 million. Now to fitness. Peloton CEO and President Barry McCarthy began his shareholder letter by noting, quote, significant progress in the company's comeback despite its losses. The connected fitness company reported a 28% year-over-year decline in Q4 revenue to $678.7 million, falling short of estimates of $718.2 million. Connected fitness products revenue fell 55% year-over-year to $295.6 million. The segment includes contributions from Precor, which Peloton acquired for $420 million last year. Subscription revenue increased 36% to $383.1 million. Peloton ended the quarter with 2.97 million connected fitness subscribers. Peloton's net loss reached $1.24 billion, more than three times the $313.2 million net loss posted during the same period last year. The company posted an operating loss of $1.2 billion, with $415 million related to restructuring charges. Peloton announced 2,800 job cuts and an $800 million restructuring plan in February. Earlier this month, it revealed another 784 jobs would be eliminated, as well as a reduction in the number of store locations. And finally, apparel brand Li Ning continues to rise in China, claiming market share from Nike and Adidas. 
The brand grew 66% in value from last year to $3.4 billion, according to Kantar Brands' annual evaluation of Chinese companies. Technical improvements and consumer nationalism both contributed to the rapid growth. Li Ning's revenue grew 21.7% year-over-year in the first half of the year to $1.8 billion. Its net profits rose 11.6% to $319.6 million, despite a decline in margins to 17.6% from 19.2%. While the company's apparel sales dipped slightly from $739.1 million in the first half of 2021 to $716.4 million, footwear revenue jumped 47.1% to $986.8 million. Nike, meanwhile, saw revenue in the greater China region drop 20% year-over-year, excluding currency changes, in the fiscal quarter ending May 31st to $1.6 billion, led by $1.2 billion in footwear sales. If you love the leadoff, you'll love Front Office Sports Pro. Front Office Sports Pro is a membership product that provides business leaders with actionable, timely insights on the most promising opportunities where sports meets industry. Sign up at frontofficesports.com pro to become a member and receive cutting-edge research reports, access to the Pro Investor Directory, deal tracker, exclusive merchandise, and experiences among a community of like-minded professionals. Use the code LEADOFF for 10% off the annual subscription price. Thanks for listening to The Leadoff from Front Office Sports. Rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform, send us a screenshot on social media, and we'll send you some FOS merch.